1 Corinthians 15, we're in a series right now called Goals, which this is a great time of year to be setting goals. How many of you are goal setters? Let me see your hand. All right. I drove by Livewell the other day. There were a lot of people in the parking lot. But for all of you who are concerned, don't worry. February will be a lot less than what there are right now. So just hang in there and it's going to be all right. So I love setting goals. Goals are important to me. Spiritual goals are the most important goals we can set, I do believe. And so if you're a goal setter, we're trying to give you some things to consider, think about. And one of the goals that we're going to talk about this morning, the title to this particular message is called The Key is Consistency. The Key is Consistency. One of the goals for my life this year is to be more consistent in the things that really, really matter in my life. So just aim at that, work on being consistent in that particular area of my life. And we're going to talk about that this morning. In 1 Corinthians 15, I want to show you this powerful verse. If you allow it to, it will guide you, all of us, to a successful completion of our journey with God. So let's look at it, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and this verse 58, and then we're going to pray. Follow with me, verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I just want to comment on that last part real quick. Even though no one else may see it, how many of you know God sees it? Your labor is never in vain, and even though no one else may see it, God sees it. Father, thank you for the opportunity today to share the word of God with your people. I just pray that you would help us to consider the importance of consistency, that you would allow us this morning to add that to our life as a goal, that you would help us to better perfect that in our walk, in relationships in our home, in relationships to our church, in relationships with you, and in all that we do. Father, we thank you that the Holy Spirit is going to guide our thoughts now throughout the, this message, and we pray that you would just help us move to the place that you want us to be in this morning. And we thank you for that, and all the people of God said a good amen and amen. amen. What a great verse of wisdom on how to have a successful completion in life to whatever it is that you're doing. He says, number one, be steadfast. Be steadfast. That's a great word. I want to add a few words that mean the same thing that just kind of help us. Resolute, firm, unwavering, consistent, not tossed around here and there and other places. How many of you at least know somebody? You're not that body, and if you are, you're not confessing it this morning, but you know somebody who is just so inconsistent. They just are here and there, and they're trying this, and they're trying that, and they're just all over the place. You know, we're glad that's not us, but, you know, we want to be more like Psalms chapter 1, that tree that's planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth its fruit in its season. And how many you know the Bible says its leaf does not wither, and whatsoever it does, what's the next few words? words shall prosper that's exactly right if you want to prosper in the things that you're doing in this life if you want to prosper spiritually if you want to prosper with God if you want to prosper in your marriage or in relationship or whatever it is that you're doing in life one of the key elements of that prosperity is consistency 
in your life. Be steadfast. Be like that tree planted by the rivers of water. You know, a few years ago, when Tina and I moved into our new house, I guess it's been more than a few now, 16, 17 years ago, I planted 20 trees in our yard. We had a lot of trees, but I wanted some particular kinds of trees. And so we planted, uh, not we, I planted, Tina's not a tree person, so I planted some red oaks and some katabi trees. Aren't those katabi leaves just so beautiful? They, they just get so big and they grow fast. I like everything about it. And then my grandma had a mulberry tree in her backyard. Anybody have a, you grew up with a mulberry? Man, you can just eat them things till you die. How many of you know what I'm talking about? It's just, and the tree is so big and beautiful. And I planted one of them. It's trying to take over the whole area that it's, it's growing in and some cypress by the pond and some live oaks and white, white oaks and those kind, kind of things. Now, what have those trees been up to for the last 17 years? Not, really not a whole lot. Just taking a stand. My red oak tree is still about that big in the front yard, 17 years. It's, it's gotten about maybe 15 foot tall, but it's not up to a whole lot. I look at it all the time. It's doing the same thing. It's just Taking a stand. You know, it's just, it's just standing there, right? I mean, so, you know, the wind's blown against it, and what has the roots done? They've gone deeper. It's taking a stand, you know? The coast tried to freeze it, and it did freeze some, but, but it tried to freeze it, and what did it do? It's just taking a stand, you know? And, and, the, and the heat's falling upon it, and dry weather, and it's just taking a stand, and all it's really basically doing out there is just being consistent. It's just taking a stand. It's just, what, what a powerful lesson. When you think about it, how many of you know that fruit oftentimes on trees are the last thing that you get to enjoy? <laughs> My mulberry tree, 17 years later, still didn't have mulberries yet. But we're hopeful. Come on, we're just believing. I don't know. Maybe I needed a he and a she mulberry tree. I don't know. Maybe it will never produce I don't know, but it's gotten big and it's taken a big stand and it's huge in the limbs, you know, all those kind of things. So, but how many of you notice that the last thing, even my fruit trees maybe went seven, eight, ten years before they started producing peaches and then, and then plums and all that kind of thing. Fruit is kind of the last thing that a tree produces. It produces, you know, the, 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 the trunk and then the, the limbs and then the leaves and then all those things. And how many know, how many know in life, oftentimes it's fruit is what we want first. But what God needs us to do is he needs us to grow strong and take a stand, put down the roots and do all the things that we need to do and build consistency in our life before God really throws something big at us or something that he wants us to do. And we're just saying, God, let me at it, let me at it, let me at it. And God said, why don't you just take a stand? Why don't you put down some good roots why don't at the proper time then then as you've been steadfast and, and you know and you've been strengthened and your health is there in the tree and vitality then the fruit will come so our first challenge is to be steadfast second he says be unmovable somebody say unmovable, unmovable. <laughs> be unmovable mm, think about that let me ask you a question what do we allow to move us out of the way does trouble I'll be honest, sometimes trouble knocks me back a bit. Sometimes it challenges me for sure. Trouble does early on. But I have to learn to be like that tree. I have to learn to take that stand and be strong in the Lord. How I many of you know we used to sing an old song in our churches that says, 
I shall not be moved. And then you remember the next part? It said, just like a tree, what? Planted by the waters, I shall not be moved. We can't allow trouble that comes as a part of our life. How many of you know trouble's just a part of life? That's all it is. We're all going to experience some trouble. What do we do when trouble comes? I know this. When that red oak out in my front yard, when wind starts howling down on it and rain and heat or whatever, it just takes a stand, man. It roots down some more. It says, I shall not be moved. I'm going to stand here no matter what comes or goes. Give the Lord a good clap offering. What about temptation? Do we allow temptation to move us out of the right way? Not if we're steadfast. Not if we're unmovable. Those are important qualities to add to our life. Let me tell you, if you're not steadfast and you're not unmovable, just about anything will move you out of the way. If you're not rooted in the things of God, if you have not set down good roots in your life, then just about anything will move you out of the way. How many of you know I'm telling you the truth this morning? Number three, the third thing he says, the third challenge is always abounding in the work of the Lord. Can I look up here for just a minute? Can I encourage you? Never give up on God. Never give up on the church. Never stop coming and worshiping God. Never get in that mindset that says, I don't need to be there or whatever that looks like. Just keep abounding in the things of God. And what's going to happen? It is water to your roots. It is water to your leaves. It is water to your soul. And we need it every chance we can get it. (laughs) I know I do. And if I do, I'm guessing maybe some of y'all may. We need it. Every chance we get. Wow. We came down to the end and we got something really exciting. All of them. (laughs) Amen. Galatians 6 and 9 says, be not weary in well-doing. You will what? You'll what? You will reap if you faint not. If you don't give up and lose hope and quit, you will reap a good harvest in your life. I'm speaking to somebody right now who you are just that close. Listen, hang in there, root down, be strong, stay consistent, serve God, do what you have to do to make it through this, and God's going to do something great in your life. Consistency, write this down if you have a paper this morning, a few things I'd like for you to jot down if you would. Consistency is the bridge between our dreams and our reality. Consistency is the bridge between our dreams and our reality. If you possess a dream this morning in your heart, In your mind, consistency is the bridge that will take you there to that dream. I don't know of any other more powerful, singular thing we could talk about that would help us to get there quicker than consistency. I think about Joseph. He had a dream from God that he was going to be something very, very special. Joseph was going to be something very special. He had a dream, and then the next thing you know that happens, he was sold into slavery and then thrown into prison and all of these terrible things which he did not believe were steps onto the road of greatness. In fact, how many of you know sometimes you have this dream and then it seems like the car gets thrown in reverse and you start moving in the wrong direction? <laughs> That's a part of life. How many of you know trouble is a part of life? It just is. Challenges, that's a part of life. But Joseph had this dream in his heart. And so what is one to do when you have a dream and your reality looks so very different than your dream? Here's what you're to do. You are to practice consistency. Consistency is the bridge 
between our dream and our reality. Now think about this with me for just a moment. Joseph landed in three basically different places in his life. First of all, he landed as a prisoner, a slave, if you will, into Potiphar's house. Then he, and, and by the way, he was honored there for his faithfulness and his consistency. Secondly, he landed in a prison and it, no, nothing to do with his fault, but he, was, he landed there nonetheless. And he, because of faithfulness and consistency, he was promoted there. He was exactly the same. And by the way, when you get to heaven, what is God going to say to you? Well done. What? Good and faithful servant. You, hey, listen, you've been faithful in a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over many things. Come on, somebody. I mean, that sounds like pretty good news. Listen, you want to be faithful. You want to be faithful in the times that you very, very desperately need to be faithful in. Joseph's a great example of this. Then finally, he landed in the palace and he was rewarded there also for his faithfulness and his consistency. You know what Joseph was? He's the oak tree in my front yard. He, he is the mulberry tree in my backyard. He is consistent. He is just going through, doing what he has to do with excellence and all that he can do, putting down strong roots. He just, you know, all of that and more. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Re, uh, consistency transforms the average. Another thing I'd like for you to write down, if you would. Consistency often transforms the average things into the excellent things. Write that down if you get a chance. Consistency often transforms the average things in life into the excellent things. You know, there was a, uh, there was a guy who lived in our town in Livingston when I was growing up. And uh, his, his name was Mark Mosley. And the Mosley family, they all lived there. Danny Mosley's a big-time builder there. Tim Mosley was a quarterback on our football team. But Mark Mosley, he would go out to the football field, y'all. And whether it was raining, it was cold, sunshine, you could drive by our football field. It was up by the old high school, and you could see Mark Mosley out there. And for whatever reason, he just stayed out there through it all, kicking the football, kicking the football, kicking the football. And uh, you, if you Google Mark Mosley, You'll find out, I, I just Googled it like this yesterday. Who was the number one field goal kicker for the Washington Redskins? There's been some good ones. But I said, who was the, and his name, Mark Mosley, came up. He was the number one field goal kicker. He won a Super Bowl, all pro several times, had all these incredible awards. And you know what helped him to get from a high school in Livingston, Texas, to the Washington Redskins football team? I'll tell you what it was. It was years of consistency. Uh, Tim Sprinkle was telling me the other day, he was talking to me at a basketball game, and he said when his boys were growing up that uh, Brandon Belt was a lot younger and just in college, and he said he would actually hire Brandon to come and teach his boys baseball. And they would go out and they would do their thing. Brandon would show them and all this stuff. And he said, honestly, Kevin, he said, when we packed up our stuff and I paid Brandon for helping us, he said Brandon would stay there and he would do the same thing over, 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 and over again. You know what helps takes a person 
from it transforms the average into the excellent consistency. And that's true in marriage. That's true in your relationship with God. That's true in your job. That's true with your dreams. That's true in everything in life. I want to tell you, consistency transforms the average into the excellent. You know, let me keep going. I'm going to get into this. Let's take a few points. You want to? Number one, here we go. Let's get started this morning. That was my introduction. (laughs) I found it something funny, you know, as you get older. uh, Pastor Josh, they give me more time. Have y'all noticed that? They just like turned it right to me. I don't know why they do that. They think I'm a long-winded preacher for some reason. I don't know why. So anyway, maybe I am. We'll find out today. So we'll see what happens. So anyway, uh, number one, first point is this. Consistency may look really boring, but the truth is we like it. (laughs) We like consistency. It looks really boring. Have you ever gone home and turned on the water and nothing came out? Yesterday. Yesterday. Bless your heart. We don't like inconsistency. You ever turn on the light switch and nothing came on? Oh, we don't like that, man. We don't like it. We, we want things to work the way they're supposed to work. You ever gone down to the store and they were out of bread and milk? Oh, we don't like that. We don't like inconsistency at all. But listen, it, it, it looks like, consistency looks like it's boring. How many of you have ever watched the grass grow? How many of you have ever watched the tree grow? I mean, it's just, it's, you know, you don't do that. It's just that, that's, it's boring. It's nothing to it. I mean, you know, not, nothing about it. So nothing special about the tree in the front yard. You know, nothing special about the water being on in the faucet. There's nothing special about that until it's not there. There's nothing special sometimes in a relationship until it's broken. There's nothing special about serving God until you've been wounded. There's nothing special sometimes about things in our life, about consistency until you stop being consistent. It seems so boring. It seems so mundane, you know. Or or what about, has anybody ever worked on a job when you never knew when you were going to get paid? (laughs) man wow you're like hey pay me on monday pay me on friday i don't care but pay me the same every week i want to know when i'm going to get paid you know why we don't function well in in inconsistency we like consistency we love it we it's a big part of us now no no one wants to work with a person who never shows up on time Anybody know what I'm talking about? Nobody wants to work with that person who doesn't do their job. You can't count on them to pull their part. We do not like inconsistency. We like consistency. We like it, right? But we don't like the discipline that's required to develop a life of consistency. We love consistency, but we don't like the discipline. That's why uh, Live Well will be empty, you know, in March. (laughs) It's full now. But that's why it'll be empty in March. You get a better deal in March than you can in January. I'll tell you. I'm going to let y'all in on that now, I guess, maybe. We don't like that inconsistency that's being formed that we see over and over again. You know, if you want to be a godly man or woman, then it requires a life of godly discipline. There's no easy form. You know, my son, my oldest son's a doctor, and he says people come in and he'll say, you know, you, lose, you need to lose some weight. They say, isn't there a pill you can give me for that? <laughs> 
you know, or you need to do this, you need to, you know, exercise. Isn't there a pill you can, no, there's no pill you can get for that. You have to develop a life of discipline and a life of consistent for the, if you want to be a man of God, it requires a life of prayer and faithfulness and serving and obedience. It's like the tree planted by the rivers of water. Listen, we want to skip the part about taking the root down and just get to the fruitful part, but you can't hold the fruit like that. You ought to write this next thing down. <laughs> How many know some things are better than other things? I'll let you know when the better things are coming, okay? So here's one of the better things. Write this down. <laughs> Consistency doesn't come from what you occasionally do. It comes from what you consistently do. <clears throat> I wish I'd have said that. Tanner said that, but I feel like he stole it from somebody. <laughs> so don't put his name down there. Just put Kevin Pogue doesn't know where it came from, okay? Just put that on there, right? Consistency, success does not come from what you occasionally do. It comes from what you consistently do. That's powerful. The key to success is consistency, whether you're talking about marriage or discipline in your children. Is that still a thing? That's still a thing? Okay, good. It's good to know because what I'm hearing now, is, that's not still a thing. So uh, the, the, best thing to, the, the best way to discipline your kids is to do it consistently. In other words, they need a little every day. Ours needed a lot every day. And so I'm just saying, depend on the kid. Whether you're playing sports or serving God or whatever, the key is consistency. And it should be one of our goals that we pursue in our life. We love consistency, and we see it best in God. Somebody say amen. amen. God is so consistent. But what if God decided one morning, you know what, today I'm not going to forgive anybody. You know, I'm just kind of, I've grown weary of all of that. And uh, today, no forgiveness. That would be shocking, wouldn't it? That would literally be shocking. Well, what about if God said, you know what, today I'm not pouring out my love on anybody. Today, you know, I just need a break. I'm just, I'm up to here with all of it, and I'm just not going to pour out my love. Today, how about this one? Today I'm not providing for anyone's needs. <clears throat> nope. I'm just going to, I'm up to here with it, and I'm taking the day off, the week off. Or whatever. I don't know how long I need to take off, but it just, how many know that would be horrible? Anybody glad God doesn't have those days like we do? Yeah, come on, somebody. The Bible says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will always be what he is. And what is he? Good. Come on. Somebody say he's good. Yeah. Amen. He will always be what he is. He cannot be anything other than who he is. And he's good. He makes the sun to rise on the just and the unjust. Every day he gives abundant grace to us. And mercies are renewed every single morning. He is consistent in his love to us. And listen, he has called us to a life of consistency yeah God is good and he's consistent with his goodness and he's called us to a life of consistency so number one consistency looks boring but we sure do like it we sure do like it number two second point 
Number two, consistency doesn't look very flashy either. It doesn't. It doesn't look very flashy. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of discipline and repetitiveness. I mean, that's not flashy. It's just not. Nothing flashy about getting up and going to work every morning, Monday through Friday, and sometimes on Saturday. Nothing flashy about that at all. In the morning, you're going to get up and take a shower and shave with your lady, fix your hair, do your makeup, whatever it is you do, and you're going to go to work, and then you're going to get it again Tuesday. I heard a story the other day I thought was so funny. His, uh, this couple's kids were, were going to school, one of them for the very first time, pre-K, and so they got up and got dressed and everything, and the other one was older, you know, like in the fourth grade or whatever, and so the day went great, and they come home, and the kid was wore out. These poor little kids, they go to school, and then they are tuckered out, and so he lay down, and the dead woke him up the next morning said get up and go to school he said we have to do that again <clears throat> he thought that was it man just one time is over that's it that'd be nice wouldn't it yeah yeah that's it no no that's not it son you just got like 20 more years of this <clears throat> nothing flashy about that getting up every day and go to work it's pretty mundane it's kind of like that oak tree standing out there in the yard Nothing flashy about it. But listen, write this down if you would. What is lacking in flashiness is made up for in effectiveness. What is lacking in flashiness is made up for in effectiveness. Yeah, it looks a lot more flashy to quit your job and go to the beach. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story, but y'all don't tell anybody, okay? <laughs> when Tina and I were, was real young, I don't know, she, she might have been 18 and I might have been 19, or maybe we was 20 and 19. But anyway, we were real young. And how many of you know, those are not the smartest years of your life. <laughs> and so I was working at Safeway. It was a uh, union job back then, stocking, and they only stocked at night. Yeah, and I couldn't hardly stay up at night. And the sun would come up in the morning, and I wanted to get up. She was working a job in the daytime. So you know how that is? I would come in. We're, we're newly married. We hadn't been married more than a year. We're newly married. I'd come in. Can't hardly wait to see my wife. She would leave and go to work. Son would come up. I'm sitting there. Can't sleep. She would come in. And guess what I would do? I'd go to work. And I said to myself, Self, this ain't good. So one, one day, I don't remember if I was coming in or going out, and I don't remember which one she was doing, but I said, hey, I've had it with this. And she said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to pull a Merle Haggard and walk off my steady job today. Amen. <laughs> I said, I'm quitting, and I'm staying home with you. She's like, really? You are not going to believe what Tina Pogue, the most conservative person you know, said to me. And it's not what you're thinking. She said, okay, I'm going to quit today, too. <laughs> and God is my witness. Both of us quit our job that day. We showed them, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Consistency is not very flashy. 
quitting your job and going to the beach. Now that's flashy and having some fun. Throwing your cares out the window. Man, that's what I'm talking about. That, that's fun, right? You know, there's no discipline in it. It is flashy until the next paycheck doesn't arrive. Yeah. It's flashy until you have to move your furniture to the beach because the bank has repoed your home and your car. Now, that's flashy for about a week. Consistency, what is lacking in flashiness. By the way, that was the only time we've ever done <laughs> Back in those days, you could get another job the next day anyway, so it was like, you know, no big deal. But anyway, I'm not going to keep making excuses for why we did that. I'm just wanting you to embrace this message and let's go on, right? It, it, does, it doesn't look like the oak tree out there, you know, has been up to a whole lot, but the truth is the wind can't blow it over anymore, and it can't freeze it out anymore. It can't dry it out anymore. It's not flashy, but it sure is effective. Listen, I want to say, some of you in this room have become rocks in your family. You have become trees in this community. You have become strongholds in your church in a positive, powerful way. And you've done that through a life of consistency. And I want to tell you, I am so proud of each and every step that you have taken. Give the Lord a good clap offering and everybody else in the room today. Number three, we don't really celebrate consistency much in our culture. We don't. I think we should but we don't. In fact, we kind of celebrate inconsistency. It's true. It's true. Let me give you some examples of what I'm talking about. We celebrate when a, when a person goes to a get out of debt class and they get out of $20,000, $50,000, $100,000 worth of debt and we should. That is huge. That's a big deal. And by the way, it's wonderful. I encourage everybody to get out of debt as quick as you possibly can, especially in this insane environment that we're in. But I don't know that I've ever seen a celebration of a couple who lived a life of consistency and didn't make those bad financial decisions to start with and didn't overspend their money and didn't have those issues to begin with. We actually celebrate inconsistency over consistency. Amen. That's incredible. Now, that, that doesn't look real flashy or anything. How I many of you know it looks like a whole lot more fun to spend money than it is to say? Come on. Everybody who didn't say amen, come to the altar when this service is over today. You know I'm telling you the truth. Spending money looks fun. Saving money is like an old tree. Even watching it is boring. <laughs> you know I'm telling you the truth. But what is lacking in flashiness is made up for in effectiveness. You know, you, you, maybe you don't understand completely what I'm saying right now, but have you ever seen that guy, that spiritual guy that you go, man, I want to be like that guy. You don't know that he's been oak treeing it for years. <laughs> yeah. You, if, you knew the, if you knew how boring that life of consistency was, but listen, what it produces, everybody wants. 
Yeah, it ain't flashy, but we, we need it. It's important. Come on, somebody. You know, yeah. We celebrate the person who loses 20 pounds. We got some in here today already for this year. Yeah, give them a great hand. We celebrate the person who loses 20 pounds, 50 pounds, 100 pounds. And we should. It's straight up hard work, man. If you've done that, go eat something good tonight. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> Out loud. That's important. It's awesome. It's awesome. Tina and I both are working on that ourselves right now. But do you know, I'm not sure that I've ever seen a celebration of a person who didn't create a bunch of bad habits to start with and have to do all that. We don't celebrate a whole lot of consistency. We celebrate inconsistency. There are a million books on how to lose weight, and we need all of them. But I'm not sure I've ever seen a book on how to not gain weight to start with. I mean, when I get to heaven, I'm just telling God straight up, somebody made Dr. Pepper taste way too good. They need to be cursed for eternity. How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah. We celebrate the person coming home in our church that's been delivered from drugs and alcohol, and we should, like the Bible does, the prodigal son who came home. The father ran and held him and kissed him and killed the fatted calf. It's important. We want everyone to come to Jesus, but I'm not sure that I've ever seen a celebration over the person who never went to jail, who's never been on drugs, who's held the fort down for the rest of us here, who's been the oak tree right here at Clawson, Assembly of God. I don't know that we've ever celebrated that kind of life. Give those people a good hand in this room today. We honor you for, for being consistent and holding it all together for us today. Well, let me try to shoot towards the end. This is another one of those things I'd love for you to write down, if you would. <coughs> success today does not guarantee success tomorrow. You know what does? consistency does let me say that again success today does not guarantee success tomorrow what does is consistency if you want to be a spiritual giant tomorrow you have to be consistent today you know I keep going back to it because it just makes so much sense to a simple mind like mine but I have other trees in my yard. I look at the trees I planted like this. But I have other trees in my yard I look at like this. They have been there for years. Being consistent in what they do. And that's, that's what I want. That's, that's one of my goals for this year. Is to say, God, I don't want to get cut down because of stupidity. I don't want to get cut down because of inconsistency. I don't, want to get, I don't want to get my branches cut back because 
of ignorance. I want to take a stand of consistency and be that tree that you look up. And when you look up to it, you go, wow, that's amazing. Down in Uvalde, there's, uh, we used to go down to the Rio Frio and, 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 and get on our floats and float the river. And uh, there was trees down there, several of us. I don't remember how many, maybe eight of us had to get in a circle to get around. They're so big. In fact, the, some of the trees, y'all been down there? Y'all know what the trees I'm talking about? Good. So some of, the, some of the limbs are this big, and they run like over there to the door, straight low. It's the most amazing thing. T and I have been up to the, uh, the cedar trees, not the cedar trees, the red oak trees up in California. And some of them are, I don't even remember how many stories tall and how many people it takes to get around. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. In order to be that tree, there had to be a lot of consistency. There had to be a lot of root setting. There had to be a lot of water drinking. There had to be a lot of all of the takes to get to that point. Listen, you want to be a man of God for your family? You want to be a woman of God for your family? You want to be a teenager for God in your life where God has a very special plan for you? One of the key elements it's going to take is consistency. Give the Lord a clap offering. Success today does not guarantee success tomorrow. Look look up here for just a minute. Keep on doing what you're doing for God and that will. Keep on doing what you're doing for God. Listen, do you get weary sometimes? You better believe it. You feel like quitting sometimes? You better believe it. Listen, don't be weary in well-doing. Just keep on keeping on because you're putting down stuff you can't see on the visual, on the outside. You're growing things in your life you can't see, but they're there and they're powerful and they're going to make a big difference come. Okay, let me keep going. Write this down if you would. There's an ending, but I don't know where it's at. It's just coming, okay? Don't get in a big hurry. We don't have anything to do with today anyway. But just take a nap, and that's important too. But write this down. Good habits produce good results. Bad habits produce bad results. Good habits produce... You know what? One of the things you could do this year is just make the habits to affirm consistency in your life. Like be here. Worship God. Pray. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Good habits. I could be anywhere today. So could you. But look at where you are. Now, why are you here? Because you want good things in your life. So good habits produce good results. Bad habits produce bad results. Okay, you know what a habit is? It's something that you do consistently without even thinking about it. It's something you do naturally and consistently without even thinking about it. We just do it. It's a habit. We just do it. We think about it. We say it. We act on it. We do it. Listen to what the Bible said in Jeremiah about the people of Israel at this particular time. It says they were accustomed to do evil. They were accustomed to do evil. They didn't even have to think about it. In other words, it just came natural for them. It was a habit for them. What a sad legacy when your legacy is you are accustomed to do evil. Have you ever heard somebody say, boy, that boy is prone to the devil. 
or whatever, however that goes. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. How, how many of you would love it in your life by this time next year if they said about you, that guy is prone to do good. That lady is prone to do good. That person is bent on serving God. That person is bent on loving God, whatever that looks like. Man, that's what I'm talking about. All right, success today doesn't guarantee success tomorrow. Consistency does. Let me close with this incredible story found in the book of Genesis chapter 49. Would you take a minute and go there with me or look on your phone, Genesis chapter 49. Um, This is a story about when Jacob was getting ready to bless his children as he's about to die, which I think is a phenomenal thing to do. Um, Sometimes it doesn't always work out for everybody. Some of the kids didn't quite get what they anticipated. In fact, they got some things they didn't anticipate, but here it is anyway. And so he's getting ready to, to bless them and tell his 12 sons what will befall them and their families as time goes on. And so you see that in verse 1. If you skip down to verse 3 of verse 49, it says, uh, Reuben, you see it there? Reuben, you're my firstborn. And you can look up here with me if you want to. Uh, what, is it, what, what would it mean to be a firstborn back in that day? You get almost everything. For those of us that are babies, my wife and I are both babies in our family. We just don't agree with this <laughs> custom. <clears throat> just, I'm just saying, it ain't right. Aren't you glad in America we do it the right way? <laughs> it's not a Bible thing. It's just a custom thing. I mean, that's why. So don't be offended, you know, by that. But anyway, Reuben, you're my firstborn. He should have gotten everything, right? He says, you are my might and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. So this is what he said, Reuben, you're my firstborn. Go to the next verse and look what it says. But he says, you are inconsistent as water. You know, if I were to pour some water out, I'm not going to, but if I were, it'd just go anywhere it wants to go. It's unstable. You can't control it. Once you let it out of the bottle, you don't know where it's going to go. You ever opened a cap before and blew it a little full and in your car and it just goes everywhere? That's what he's talking about. He says, you, look at this, y'all. I, I just want to tell you, if you can tag these two together, it's the gospel. Inconsistency will never excel. That's what he's saying. You are unstable as water and you shall not excel. Now, he goes on to say why in this particular case, this boy went up to his bed and his wife. And that's, his, that's the issue here with him. But the, 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 the point is this. The firstborn should have gotten it all. And because of his level of inconsistency, he's not going to excel. Now, I want you to see what he says about Joseph. Where was Joseph born at in the whole scheme of things? Way down the list. Okay. So look, go down to verse 22. And here's what he says about Joseph. Joseph is a fruitful bough. Even a fruitful bough by, what, look at this, by the well of branches that are running over the wall. In other words, Joseph is so fruitful. His life is going to be so fruitful. Man, his branches literally run over the wall and just load it down with fruit. Would you put that verse back up there for us one more time? And, 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 and do you have the next verse as well or the rest of that verse? May my father's, check this out, everybody. May my father's blessing on you surpass the blessing of my ancestors. Who's getting the blessing of Jacob? Joseph. And his father before him? 
Joseph. May my father's blessing on you surpass the blessing of the ancestors, reaching to the heights of the eternal hills. May these blessings rest on the head of Joseph, who is the prince among his brothers. Wow. What we see here is consistency didn't look very flashy, but in Joseph's life, it took him all the way to the top. And it got him the blessing of his father and of God. It's not flashy, but it is effective. I want to challenge all of us today. Can I get our band to come on and get ready for us today? I want to challenge all of us. Prayer partners, would you come on and come as well? I want to challenge us today to go deeper in this area of consistency. Y'all, we're at a brand new year right now at this point in our lives. And we're just a you know, week into this thing. And we're going to add goals over the next few weeks that we believe would be great for us to develop in our life. And one of the things that I believe that would be excellent for us is to add a level of consistency. Bow your heads, please, and close your eyes for just a minute. There's a number of people in this room. You have been the rock. And I just want to say, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. A lot of people, though, are still looking to find that level of consistency that will bring the blessing of God to their family and to future generations. That level of consistency in their home with God and other areas in their lives. We're praying for you, brothers and sisters, in this service today that God would speak to your heart right now and he would just show you where you, need, where you are, where you need to be, what God wants to do in your life. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here in the building today and you say, Pastor Kevin, man, God has touched my heart about consistency. And I am one of those people who would like to make that a goal for my life this year, is to be a man or a woman of consistency in my life and watch God do the things that he can do. If that's you, here's what I want you to do. I'd love for you to just seal that by coming to the altar this morning and letting someone pray for you or just coming to the altar this morning and getting, standing before God, kneeling at these steps and saying, Lord, one of the things that I pledge to do this year is to add consistency in my life. If that's you, here's what I'd like for you to do. We're about to sing a song in just a minute. I'd like for you to slip out of wherever you are and come to this altar this morning and say to God, I'm going to add that component of consistency in my life. Come on right now. Ladies and gentlemen, would you let us lead us in worship? If that's you, wherever you're at, come on right now and say, Lord, that's what I'm going to do this year is I'm going to apply consistency in my life. Hallelujah. Come on, if that's you right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.